What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Honest Conversations. My name's Bree, and I am so excited to have you guys listening today. I have a topic that I'm really excited to talk about, and it's a topic, again, that I'm very passionate about. Today, I wanted to talk about why I no longer drink and party. So, if you've listened to my testimony video, you might remember that I have a past of drinking, partying, that whole lifestyle. I started drinking when I was probably around 16 or 17, and the older I got, and especially the year after I graduated high school, I really struggled with it. It was a problem, it was something that I couldn't control, and it was a way for me to distract myself and to just get away from the feelings that I truly had in the moment. It was a way for me to just forget about everything and kind of shut my mind off. And if you know anything about drinking and partying and that whole lifestyle, you know that there's a lot of mistakes that come with that. A lot of nights where you did things you wish you wouldn't have and it just leaves you feeling empty. A lot of people, including me, go to alcohol to try to fix our problems. We know it won't ultimately fix our problems, but we think it'll fix our problems temporarily. Maybe we think it'll numb the pain, but the truth is is that drinking and partying, getting drunk, only allows you to forget about what you're really walking through for a night and then in the morning you wake up and you have the same problems the same feelings that you were feeling the day before yet now you have more mistakes more regrets and you feel just as empty or if not maybe you even feel more empty than you did before that was me every time I drank every time I went to a party I was trying to run away from my problems when the reality of it is it only added more problems to my life. It only added more mistakes and regrets to my list and it just made me feel even more empty. And so today I just want to talk to you about why I don't do that anymore and why I'm glad I don't and why I am passionate about having these conversations. And so before I even go on to any of that, I would like to look at, of course, what the Bible says about this topic. So I think many people know that the Bible actually talks about Jesus drinking wine. The Lord's Supper was even instituted with bread and wine. And so I just want to make it clear that drinking, having a drink, is not a sin. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have done it. In Psalm 104.15, it says that God gives wine to gladden the heart of man. You see, alcohol can cause someone to be relaxed, happy. It can allow more laughter, things like that. And those are all blessings from God. Um, But where it goes wrong is when it's overused and it turns into drunkenness. Ephesians 5.18 and Proverbs 21 and 23.20, Isaiah 5.22, they all talk about how 
Christians, we as Christians should not get drunk with wine for its debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is Ephesians 5.18. There's a lot of things in the Bible that are good and a gift from God, but there has to be a limit to it. And when the limit is crossed and the boundary is crossed, that's where it becomes a sin. Another example I think of right away is money. I think money is a gift from God and we can use it to bless people and to um, just, there's a lot of good that you can do with money, but there is also such harm that it can cause if it's misused. It can turn into pride or greed. And the same thing is with things like alcohol. Drinking alcohol in itself is not the sin, but it's the act of getting drunk that is the sin because we lose our self-control. We are not sober-minded. We're not making clear decisions for ourselves, and that's where mistakes can be made, and our judgment can be wrong. You see, the Bible talks about how whatever we do, we must do it for the glory of God. And I think that's a really good question that you and I can ask ourselves in any decision we make is, why am I doing this? Is this glorifying God? And back when I used to drink and party, why was I getting drunk? It was definitely not to glorify God. It was to run away from my problems. It was to um, just suppress, is that the word? Suppress all my emotions and just feel nothing. And that's not glorifying God. That's why God gives us the opportunity to pray to him. Jesus came so that we could we could have life and we could have a relationship with the Lord and we don't have to suppress our feelings or run away from our emotions, but we can actually be freed by them when we bring them to the Lord in prayer. And so instead of getting drunk to deal with my emotions, that didn't glorify God. But going to the Lord in prayer and lifting my emotions up to Him within prayer does glorify God. And I hope you can see what I'm trying to say. In all things that we do, we need to glorify God. Something else that I think about when I would get drunk and I would go to these parties is what happens at those parties? What are people doing? What are people saying? What is the temptation that is usually at those parties? Does any of that glorify God? Because almost every conversation at a party is probably inappropriate, is probably just sexual, not good, you know what I'm saying. There's just temptation at parties with just, I don't even have to go into that. It's just, it's there and everyone knows that it's there. And again, the Bible tells us to flee from sexual temptation, to flee from temptation in general. And so why would we go to a party where we're going to drink and drinking affects our sober mind to make us then make decisions that we probably wouldn't have made if we were sober. That's like setting myself up for failure. You know, like putting myself in a room full of temptation and then not only that, but getting drunk so that I then can't even make decisions as good as I normally can. Like, that's just making me more weak than I already am, and that just doesn't glorify God. 
And I'm not saying this to like come at anyone who is drinking and partying, but I am saying all of this to get my point across that drinking and partying, like getting drunk, just is not what God has for us and is not what God wants for us. God wants so much more for us. God wants us to walk in purity. He wants us to walk sober with sober minds so that we can make decisions that are in God's will for us. God wants us to, instead of run away from our problems for 24 hours while we get drunk, instead of doing that, God wants us to lift up our worries and our burdens to Him in prayer so that He can give us freedom, so that He can then give us peace and hope and wisdom. When you go to a party and get drunk to suppress your feelings, guess what? (laughs) When you wake up the next day, you have those same feelings, those same emotions, those same things that you're walking through. But instead, when you go to the Lord in prayer about the things that are bringing you down and the weight that you're carrying and the burdens that you have, when you lift those up in prayer, it might not get fixed just like that. But I'm telling you that God is working things out for your good. And day by day, he is is putting peace over you. He is giving you wisdom day by day. And those things slowly get better. Sometimes miracles do happen when you go to the Lord in prayer. Or sometimes it happens slowly day by day. But it's a whole lot better than just trying to run away from it for a night by getting drunk and then coming back to it the next day and now being where I am where my addiction to nicotine that chain is broken and my lifestyle of parties and getting drunk that chain is broken like being where I am now I can so clearly see that those things never fix anything and so that's why the next weekend you want to do the same thing That's why the next weekend I did the same thing and the next weekend and the next weekend is because I'm constantly trying to fix something and drinking and sexual sin and all those things that I struggled with, maybe it was a temporary fix for 24 hours, but then I was feeling empty again. And so the next weekend I had to try to try to fix it and I felt empty again. And so you're constantly trying to do it again and again and again to fix your problems, but it never really fixes anything. And that's why you get addicted to those things is because it's such a temporary fix that gets you hooked because it's instant, immediate satisfaction, but it goes empty so quick. And that's why for so long I struggled with sexual sin. In so long, I struggled with a nicotine addiction, and I was going to parties, and I was getting drunk and making mistakes, because those things never fixed it, and so I constantly had to try to do it, and it's just not worth it. It is not worth it. I can't tell you how many mistakes I made at a party, or when I was drunk. So many mistakes that I wish I could take back. So many mistakes that I have to pray And I have prayed that the Lord would help me forget. And I'm so thankful that, honestly, most of those things I have forgot. 
I don't remember them anymore. I have friends from high school that will sometimes bring things up, and I have truly forgotten about it, and that is an answered prayer. But even though I've forgotten about a lot of it, I still did it, and it still happened, and I wish that I could take all of that back. And so my goal in having this honest conversation with you guys is to emphasize that it is not worth it. And I hope that you can know that and understand that and believe that to be true for yourself so that you can not make the same mistakes that I made. So that you can walk through your teenage years or your adult years sober-minded. So that you can guard your heart from those mistakes that, that can happen so easily when you're under the influence of alcohol. And so that you can walk in the calling that God has for your life. Because you can't fully walk in God's calling for your life when you are willingly doing things that he has told you not to do. And that's why for so long I believed in God. I believed who God said he was. And I knew what God told me not to do. I knew God said don't get drunk. But I did it. And I expected him to bless my life just because I believed in him and I don't know if this makes sense but it's like I just how I don't even know how to put this into words I guess I'm just so thankful that I finally came to a point where I truly 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 understood and believed who God was enough to the point where I know so much that God is who he says he is that I am not going to do anything that he tells me not to do and that is called fear of the Lord and if you've never heard that term before you don't quite understand that term fear of the Lord is not actually being scared and afraid of the Lord but it's instead like in awe of God and a reverence for God and I think reverence is the right word. <laughs> Let me look up the definition of reverence. Okay, the Google definition of reverence is a deep respect for someone or something. And I think that's the perfect word. Having fear of God is not being scared, but it's having so much respect and belief in something or someone that you do not want to go against them. I believe in God so much now that if he says it, I believe it. If he tells me not to do it, I am not going to do it. There is no nothing. And I am not perfect at all. And every single day I mess up. But but every day I'm trying to get better. And it's so much different than it used to be. Like when I was younger, I knew God said not to get drunk. But I did it. And now, being where I am now, for example, I know God doesn't want me to be jealous. And I don't do it knowing that he says not to do it. Rather, I mess up. And I I don't mean to be jealous of people or, or other things, but I am. And it's something I struggle with. And I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it. And so... I just want all of us to get to a point where we believe so deeply 
that God is who he says he is and so much that if he says not to do it, we are not going to do it. And I want you guys to know that I know sometimes those cycles are really, really hard to get out of. I know that when you grow up in that or you are in that environment, in that friend group, and you're surrounded by those people, it's hard to just stop doing that right away when you start your relationship with God. And I understand that. And that's why for a while, even after I got baptized, I still struggled with it because, you know, I still was in the same friend group. Even when I got baptized and gave my life fully to the Lord, I still had the same friends who did the same things, and that's just what we did. We had parties, and and we drank a lot. And so I want you to know that God knows and understands, and you're not going to be perfect, and it's a journey to, to really, first of all, understand what the Bible says about this topic, and it's a journey to find out what you need to do in your life in order to grow in this area. And it's just, it's all a journey, and that's okay. And don't expect yourself to be perfect right away in the areas that you struggle with. And in that area that I struggled with for a while, it was hard. But after time, you grow and you learn the boundaries that you have to set in your life and the things that you have to say yes and no to. And and it gets better. And being where I am now, I have had so many ups and downs with alcohol and learning my boundaries and learning where and when I can have a drink if I can and I had to go a really long time without anything without a single drink because it's temptation and it's an area that I struggle with and it's an area that I'm weak in and I had to grow and learn to be strong enough to say no I don't need a drink I don't need to you know I'm good as I am And that was something that was hard for me and I had to grow in. And I'm finally at a place right now where I can say no. But I also can say yes and just have one drink. And it doesn't have to turn into more than that. But the biggest thing that I ask myself is why am I having this drink right now? Am I having it to relieve stress? Because this is my personal opinion that shouldn't be my first go-to to release stress. My first go-to has to be the Lord. He has to be the one that I bring my stress to, that I bring my burdens to. And alcohol should not be my first go-to for that. And that's just my own personal conviction. You know, I had to learn who I can drink with and who I can't drink with family, friends, what kind of environments, like, it's all a journey, and it's also a personal conviction, and that's between you and the Lord. Everyone's walk with different things is going to look different, and it's between you and God. It's, It's what God convicts you of. The boundaries that I have to place in my life might look different than my brother or sister in Christ. It can be the same topic, but we might have different convictions and different things that we need to do in order to stay strong in this area. Now, you know, Scripture is clear about getting drunk. 
But having a drink, that's something that is between you and the Lord. And you just have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Does this glorify God? And I think that's something that if you grow in your conviction and you pray about it and you talk to the Lord about it, He will show you. He will show you what He wants you to do and He'll convict you about what is right and wrong and you just have to be willing to listen to that even if it's not exactly what you want. It'll be so worth it when you listen to the Lord on heavy topics like this and you glorify Him with the things that you put in your body and and just the things that you do. It's just, it's so worth it that when God says, no, don't do this, you listen. And my life is so much better than it was when I was doing things that God told me not to do, willingly, knowing that he didn't want me to do it. So I know that this is kind of a controversial topic and something that you really might not agree with me on, and that is totally okay. And again, I mentioned this in my intro, but this is a opinion that is based on scripture and based on personal conviction. And so if you are not a Christian, you might disagree with this and that's okay. But this is just what I believe and this is just what I wish someone would have told me when I was younger and what I wish I could tell my younger self. I wish I knew that there is so much joy that can be found in sober life, in sober fun, in sober nights spent with people who you truly love. And you don't have to get drunk to have fun and laugh and make jokes. And you just don't need that. Not to mention there's so much joy in worship and It's funny because, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny that being where I am now, I can tell you that I will find more joy in a worship night at church than I would a night at a party getting drunk. Like, I mean that with my whole heart. I will feel more fulfilled, more joyful, and more, I don't know, I'll just feel better all around after worship and prayer than I ever would at a party and that's just true that's just it's the truth and I just want everyone to experience that because there's so much life that comes with honoring God with your body and your actions and there's just so much freedom and peace that comes in doing life the way that God wants you to And you don't have to go get drunk and then go make a bunch of mistakes. It's just not worth it. And I just, I want people to discover things that actually fix their problems. I want people to discover things that actually break the chains and and give them peace and hope and wisdom. And that's not going to come from liquor in a bottle. It's going to come from honoring the one that created you and doing life the way that he tells you to because he knows what's best for you he knows that getting drunk ain't gonna fix your problems which is why he tells you don't do it because he knows that we're just gonna make a bunch of mistakes when we do that he knows that that getting drunk only makes it so much easier to fall into temptation which is why he tells us not to do it 
It is so much easier to fall into sexual sin when you are under the influence of alcohol. And the Bible tells us to flee, to run from temptation, not get as close to it as we can. And for me, getting drunk was getting as close as I could to sexual temptation or just temptation in general and expecting myself not to fall into it. And that's just not, you just can't do that. Anyways, that is my honest conversation on the topic of why I don't drink and party anymore. I hope that didn't offend anyone, or I don't even know if I should say that. I mean, I hope it didn't offend anyone, but I hope maybe it got you to think a little bit if you disagreed with it, or it just stepped on your toes a little bit. I just hope that God spoke to you in some way through that. And I'm not going to tell you what to do and what not to do, but I am going to tell you what the Bible says, and I am going to share with you my personal experience and what I've learned and what I wish I could do differently and what I have done differently. And so you can take what I said or you can leave it, but just know that it's honest and I just, I say it because I want someone to not make the same mistakes that I did. So with all that being said, I love you guys and I'm so thankful for every single person listening. You guys are the best for supporting a dream of mine that I have finally started this podcast. I'm very thankful that I just am starting this and doing it and I hope that you guys stick around and please feel free to DM me on Instagram any topics that you want me to talk about or any thing about my life that you're just interested in or that you're just curious about or just anything whatever it is questions topics concerns I am always here to listen and to talk about it so thank you guys for listening thank you for your support and maybe share this episode with someone who needs to hear it maybe someone who is entering that stage of life and that age where the temptation of getting drunk comes and the temptation of parties and you know all of that it can be really hard especially when this world tells everyone to do it and glorifies it so maybe send this to someone that needs to hear it so I love you guys thank you for listening and as always I'm so happy that you guys joined this episode of Honest Conversations podcast and I look forward to talking to you guys soon